It's day nine of Advent. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast Advent Edition. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services and exists to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. Well, today is day nine, the promise, and Malachi the prophet says in chapter three, verse one, behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord Yahweh of hosts. Well, Mark's gospel immediately begins with the life of and ministry of the son that was promised to Elizabeth and Zechariah. It shows us that this baby, John the Baptist, would be the last prophet, the prophet that would pave the way forward to the long-awaited promise of the Messiah. Mark's gospel actually says this in, in chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah and many manuscripts say, and the prophets, because the, the first iteration here actually will echo what we just read in Malachi 3.1 when it says, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locust and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Oh, just as the prophets had set the stage for Jesus several centuries before, John the Baptist was the forerunner for Jesus. The angel had told Zechariah that John would make ready for the Lord, and that's just what he did. After, after John's birth, the scriptures actually tell us that he grew up in the wilderness until his public appearance. He began his public ministry by quoting Isaiah in Luke chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. He quotes what Isaiah had said in Isaiah 40, 3 through 5, when he says this, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The and even ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You see, John's message was one of repentance and baptism. John was calling the people to repent of their sins and turn from their wicked ways. And just as God had been doing all throughout history, he set the stage once more with John saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I've baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Oh, the last chapter of the Old Testament is Malachi chapter 4. It's a a mere six verses, but it says this, speaking of this prophet that would come, 
ultimately to be the forerunner of the Messiah. It says this in verse 1, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day is coming, uh, shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day when I act, says the Lord Yahweh of hosts, remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and the rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord Yahweh comes, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. You see, John the Baptist was the Elijah prophet who would who would warn of the winnowing fork of God. He taught judgment and repentance in order that he could prepare the way for the true king, right? Just like the Secret Service goes before the president of the United States, they survey the area, they check for any uh, hindrances to his arrival. John's job was to prepare the hearts for the true king, to make sure there were no hindrances, to make sure that the hearts were ready, that the soil was ripe for the coming of the true king, so that when he came, when Jesus came, his kingdom could truly take root. And so the angel of the Lord revealed to Zechariah that his son would be the last prophet. Zechariah doubted and lost his ability to communicate verbally. Today, this would be akin to our losing our smartphone, right? I don't know about you, but I could potentially leave my house, I hope not, but without brushing my hair or brushing my teeth or maybe even taking a shower if I'm going to run down the street for a quick moment. And you know what? I'd probably feel just fine. But if I left the house without my phone, oh, the, the terrible dread that I would have. I would be doing a U-turn back to my house to get my phone. And here's the deal. In Zechariah's time, he lost his opportunity to communicate. He, he lost his ability to communicate with others. Zechariah, therefore, had a lot of time to contemplate. Imagine waiting those nine months after a lifetime of barrenness, not being able to communicate, not being able to verbally share your joy with your wife Elizabeth of this son that was coming, not being able to tell your sweet wife, this is what the angel of the Lord said about this son, and knowing that your son, your only son, was being called to such a task. Oh, waiting is hard. One of my dearest friends has been waiting for three years to meet his son in Haiti. The wait has been excruciating and mind-numbing. Oh, he and his wife knew that they had received a clarion call to adoption, but the process has been anything but clear. The day did finally come in November of 2017 when they were able to travel to Haiti for a week and meet their son to hold him in the arms for the first time. My friend sent me a picture of their son taking a nap in his wife's arms. Oh, the, the realization that the waiting had come and the son was in their arms. Waiting is hard. The task is tough. Even when we know the call of the Lord and we, we know with, with clarion confidence that this is what he's called us to, waiting is tough. But our God in his sovereignty has the whole thing rigged for his glory. And so today on day nine of Advent, let us reflect on the goodness and the sovereignty of God, even in our waiting. And let us prepare our hearts. Let us prepare our hearts for the coming of the kingdom of God. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast Advent Edition. Please visit lifelinechild.org backslash advent to receive a free download of Lifeline's Advent cards and join us as we anticipate the coming of Jesus our Savior. 
For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you this Christmas to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast Advent Edition.